Cinema 7. Um, I'm your host, Mary Bacori, and with me today, Viva uh, Skype is Chris Hawk <laughs> and John Kanoki. Classic. This sounds like a business, business, <laughs> business. We're just doing business. Yes. Classic Chris Hawk. Ridiculous doing... laugh in the <laughs> John sounds really good. Chris Hawk sounds really clear. This is exciting. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, and John does, is pressed on time, so we're going to go right into Guardians of the Galaxy talk. Right into it! Just don't um, even care about we'll just spoilers! We'll do some news later, if you care about yeah. that, but we'll, we'll, we're going uh, to get to the we'll main do, event. We're going to do some news after we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. So, um, I don't know how you guys want to talk about it. Do you guys want to do positives, negatives first, and then, uh, or do you just want to go straight into it? Just spoilers straight out there. What do you guys want to do? I think we just do the uh the the normal, you know, how we usually do it. So non spoilers, then spoilers. Non spoiler general thoughts. Alright, sounds good. So here we go. Full fledged main event, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume the main two. Event. Welcome to the main event. Alright, John, since you're pressed on time, give us your uh give us your general thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Alright. Uh you go first. I liked it. I, I thought it was good. You know, I um I went into it with low expectations, you know, with uh, As you Marvel should. movies these days. As you should. So, As you should. Yeah, with Marvel movies these days, you you just never know what you're going to get, but never. uh especially I enjoyed with this. It. I I enjoyed it. It felt like uh, you know, its own movie and I would go as far to say as it's the uh best Marvel sequel I've seen. Not counting Civil War because that's not a direct Captain America sequel. What about Winter Soldier? What about Winter Soldier, John? Uh, see, it. I'm counting it as sequels that don't involve cameos from everybody else all over the place. Because if it's, it's in its own universe? Yeah, it's like its own thing. Like, nobody else from Marvel is touching it. I'll allow, I'll allow it. So is that your general thoughts on it, John? Yeah, not going, not going into any spoilers or anything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a, there's a lot of stuff I liked and a few things I disliked. Okay, so uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go in the middle here. Um, my general thoughts, Mary Bakari general thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I thought it was all right. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was that big uh, or that special. I, like John, I do think it is kind of its own thing, and I I respect that. Um, another awesome thing that I liked is it's an there's another amazing opening sequence here in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The first movie had a great opening sequence. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about this one, but I thought it was pretty good. Uh, there were some things that I thought were really corny and uh, really cheesy. Uh, too much comedy, in my opinion. I'll get into that uh, more. But uh, I thought the soundtrack was, besides the, the actual 70s or 80s music, I thought the soundtrack sounded like a generic Marvel movie. Uh, I love, um, there were some scenes I really loved, we'll talk about, we'll talk more about that, but, um, I thought it was a better Marvel villain than we have seen, and I thought it was way better than the first Guardians villain. Um, I definitely we'll get, agree there. We might have to get more into that <laughs> in a second, but, uh, I don't know, I just, like, uh, I guess I'll get into this when we go into spoilers, but I feel like it 
it matches the tone and the uh, feel of uh, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Wait, wait. I don't know that, about that. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what, Kersak? That's, uh, is it my turn? Yeah, uh... I mean, besides that, I I I enjoyed it. I had fun. Um, there were some comedy parts. Not not all comedy parts. I didn't I didn't like dislike. I I liked uh some other comedy as moments, but um overall, I I think I had fun though. So, Chris Hawk, what's your general thought? So I think the main word you can describe this movie with is weird. This movie is definitely weird, and it also I feel like it doesn't really feel like a Marvel movie, and that can be seen as a compliment and a complaint, because really, it does its own thing, and that's what James Gunn's known for. He he really doesn't like to... I think he has his own agenda when it comes to his Marvel movie, and you can see it because it doesn't tie into anything at all from the other Marvel movies, and I think that's a good and a bad thing. It's good because this movie is allowed to do whatever it's want, because it's not tied down by all the, all the other Marvel movies, but at the same time, Everyone also kind of digs the continuity of the MCU, so you continuity? get the con- same word you heard. You know what I mean. I mean so, tying it in, tying it in. So it's good and it's bad. I think for to cosmic for cosmic Marvel to work, this is basically cosmic Marvel. For it to work, it needs to be something different than Earth Marvel, and I think it brings everything weird to the table because some of the best stories in the Marvel comic series is some of the cosmic Marvel, which is like Nova, Old Guardians, you have Annihilation, you have the Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet. Some of those stories are classic stories and they're starting to bring them to the screen and it's starting with Guardians of the Galaxy. And I only can and from what we've seen from this movie it's only going to get bigger and weirder, and that's what I that's what I felt about Guardians of the Galaxy too. Is that it's it's weird and it's a good weird. So, um, I, I guess we can break down the movie now. We're going to go total spoilers now. So, uh, or wait, Chris Hawk, did overall did you like it, or did you think it's okay, or are we going to get into that when we get into spoilers? Um, I still haven't decided yet. Let's go. Let's keep on going. What? How have you not decided yet? <laughs> is there going to totally... be a similarity Rubicon for this? There is, actually, because I only Got do some. Select... on-the-spot similarity of Rubicon. I actually have four movies lined up. I just want to let you know, I'm bringing up the Daredevil Playground fight. But, um... <laughs> I, um I, I like this movie. I actually liked it. It was... There are some parts I do not like, but there are some parts I like lot so it's overall i liked it yeah i think overall my i'm i'm pretty positive on it but there are some things that i personally felt i was a little i guess weird as chris hawk put it or my uh my uh, turds my turds are famously huge that's all i gotta say that was like the worst part of the movie let's be honest (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I, was well, I lied. There's, there's one part that I, I disliked even more, but the, the penis joke. Let me just tell you, I didn't like that at all either. No, that, that had nothing to do with. It. So, spoilers now. Spoilers, right. yeah, spoilers. You want to talk so, about what we warned. didn't like? We could talk about what we didn't like first, and then we could talk about what we 
bike or do you want to just take turns and or just I don't know how you guys want to do it. I say we just free for all. Let's do it. Let's free for all. Uh, I'll propose the first topic. Uh, let's talk about Sean Gunn. Let's talk about how much screen time he got. He got a, quite a bit, a ton. And I think I they're, just, se- they're setting it up for him to be the next Yondu. I think that's from the this, uh, the end sequel scenes that we saw. He loves his brother, man. I understand that, but it's see, it just takes it away from me because I know it's his brother. Like it's like, oh, okay, there's Sean Gunn, you know, James Gunn's brother. It's like it's not, it's it's more that it's his brother than that it's this guy, you know, doing a good job at acting and you know getting more screen time and building his character. Like I don't feel like I, I can ever like the character just because of you know who he is. And I like I like Sean Gunn. Like I, he's 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 an all right guy. He's always the same thing, but. Isn't he in Gilmore Girls? He he is in Gilmore Girls, and he plays basically the same character in everything. Ah. Uh, so he so when he goes on to other shows, he mutinies against everyone. That's what he does. But no, he's just like that awkward guy who you know like tells it like it is, but has like no real idea what he's doing. I I I see what you're saying, John, because I too feel the same way a little bit, but. I mean, it is kind of out there that it's his brother, like, everywhere, you know. James Gunn always posting, he's like, this is my bro, and, you know, like, my bro did this, and my bro did that for a movie. And, uh, I don't know, it it, it bothers me a little bit, because it, you know, because of what you're saying, but I also, I have other issues with the movie, so his, he, his part, or his screen time didn't really bother me as much as some of the other stuff. Yeah, his his screen time didn't bother me that much. Yeah, I'm I mean I'm not saying that it's like, you know, the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I'm just saying that I can't ever like that character because I know it's his brother. It's just it's hard. It's hard for me to separate the two because I know that's like in the back of my mind. John, what's the worst line of the movie? The well, the worst line of the movie is is the poop joke, all right? That's oh. just the worst line. <laughs> So, uh, um, what do you guys think? I mentioned the the opening sequence. What do you guys think is the uh, the opening se- the opening of the movie with the song and Groot dancing? I'm not a fan like of it? Baby Groot. <laughs> You're really? not a fan. Of- really? I'm not. I don't. Uh, I don't like him. It's because he's like he's too goofy. He's just kind of annoying to me. I did like the opening sequence, but. After a little bit, I was just tired of seeing Groot dance, and I wanted to see like more of what was going on. But I, I did like how they did that, and I do like Groot's, you know, use overall because he's not in the forefront, you know, which people speculated he might be. But I, I mean, I enjoyed the beginning. I, I won't say I, I hated it because it was good. It was I would, unique. I, I definitely think that the the Guardians of the Galaxy one intro was a little bit better, just because I like. Just because I think that one's styled better. This one is a little bit more goofy than the other one, even though they're both kind of goofy. This one's just really group dancing the entire time, and I agree with John. I kind of did get tired of it after about a minute or so, even though I love the song that they're playing. Like, I more did, than I, it does. It does drag on. It does drag on. Um, but I feel like it was a little more epic than the first one because the first one it's just it's him kind of singing the song. I mean, I guess but they're both also, on par. They're both dancing but... to it, so it makes me wonder what they're gonna do for the third movie and who's gonna be dancing. It's gonna be, it's gotta be Gamora. It's gotta be Batista. 
No, it's got to be Gamora. She's a, she's I a dancer now. I hope it's Batista. Because if it's Gamora, good God. <laughs> let's talk. Let's actually talk about uh, Gamora and what, what's the actor's name? Zoe Zandella. Zaldana. Zaldana or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you guys felt, but I thought she was straight up awful. Like I hated every line she spoke. Any time she was on this the screen. Is the s- <laughs> this is the I, same time you said last time too. You said she was I the think, worst part of the last Guardians. <laughs> I think you're predisposed to hate her, Mario. So it makes yeah. it even worse for you. <laughs> I just think that her acting is awful to me. I I think it is straight garbage. Well, Everybody you, outshines her. I'll tell you, I don't think she's good. But I don't know that it's the actress's fault. I think it's the character. I think the character is flawed and is like they're like committed to it now. They won't redesign that character. Well, I mean the original character is like a complete badass. And yeah, we're not like, talking about the original character yeah. though. We're talking about what they've chose to do. True. Which is the almost the complete opposite, if we're being honest, because she almost never fights. That's true. How do you guys feel about her and Nebula's like quick, quick like when they they become friends almost too fast? I that's what I felt. I felt like whatever they were uh, they were they were at ends. already friends. I understand that, but they were at odds for at least. 20, I would say imagine oh, more than 10 plus years, and it goes away in minimal screen time. I just feel like that beat, that emotional beat wasn't there for me. I would have loved to see them go away on like a even standard, and then in the third movie, really show them coming together. Because it kind of showed them coming together already in this movie. And I just don't think they earned that yet. Because I they don't have time for that. As yeah, the I know third that, movie's after in, uh, Infinity War, right? But they're, they're all the original characters are back for uh, Volume 3. Yeah, I mean, I know that, but they need, you know, to set up the the camaraderie for Infinity War. The only True. Thing, the only thing I, I felt is I love the whole uh, concept of their uh, their plot line with the sisters and the fighting and them coming together. I, I, I like it, and and it did, it, I feel you, Hawk. I didn't really get that emotional beat either, but I don't, I don't know. It didn't, that didn't really bother me, them coming together, because I knew it was going to happen. I wanted but, it to be good because Nebula is such a badass actress. She is, uh, Karen Gillian is so badass as Nebula. But she's, uh, well, she's just so badass. I'm going to have to disagree because Nebula what? felt really cheesy to me, even when she was serious. Like, well, that anytime... one line where it says she ate the fruit and it's not ripe. That was pretty cheesy. I don't know. Anything with Nebula just bothered me. But I like the idea of Nebula. And I, like I said, I, I love the con. Like, more I thought about it, I love the concept of their, their plot line. But I, it just, the actress did, I did, didn't, didn't do anything for me. I, I just, I felt like everything she did, even when it was serious, was cheesy. I, I again, I don't think that's in I don't, I think a lot of the problem with some of the characters and like, this movie specifically, but other Marvel movies, is the lines they're given to say. She doesn't ever actually, like, say anything in depth. It's just, uh, you know, like a, an actual, like, just a one statement or, like, a one line and, like, somebody responds. There's never any, like, depth to what she's saying or, you know, trying to do. Because I, I do agree that the character's, like, she's, she's not that great, you know. She's, she's just there to me, like, just kind of forced in. 
Um, I guess to go off of that, some of the series, I mean, most of the series acting scenes, I feel like are her and her sister. And I feel like those are the moments that felt the corniest to me. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's just the, the actresses or, you know, the combination with the way they're, the characters are written because those characters in the comics are more brute than anything. You know what I mean? They're more, and, and it's hard to go off of the comic book because it's, it, it's, it's hard for characters, especially who are part of teams or, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. I just felt like, I, I but I did like their overall plot line, if that makes sense. I just wish it was a little bit more earned. I wish, um, because there's really no reason for Gamora to save Nebula when she falls down that pit in the ship. There's really no reason. Because Nebula really just almost killed her. They gotta keep fighting. I guess. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, I get the whole um, sister thing. I get, I get that. But yeah. there's, they never spec like they never say, you know, I should be the one to kill you, not an accident or some shit. Like, I don't know. What uh, let's let's talk about the comedy because talking you and I kind of mentioned it a little bit uh briefly for a quick second. Um, we mentioned the third joke. Uh, <laughs> what's your what's what's your guys' opinion on the comedy in this one? I um. I felt the best part of Guardians of the Galaxy one was Drax, because he because he was it was so subtle sometimes. But in this one, I think they go overboard a little bit with Drax. They they I do. Uh, okay, go ahead, John. I was just gonna say I don't think that he's he's overboard. I think you just have to remember the character. He's he says what he's thinking, you know, and. He doesn't have any kind of filter. That's true. I I think I think it fits. Like most of what he said, minus you know the poop joke. Uh, the, yeah, because even the other joke that I'm sure both of you did not like, um, it the seems warranted joke. just because of the situation and what they're talking about. Like a character that is has no filter and will say what he's thinking because he wants to know the answer. I feel like would actually ask that question. It just, some of what he was, it's it's weird because he felt more serious in tone, but I guess being with Groot in uh, Star-Lord, I get, he opens up more, so he's a little more, I guess you'd figure more. He's not afraid to express himself. Yeah, so he's so he'll say whatever comes into his mind, like John's saying, so he's more mature, immature, but, or comes off more immature. But, uh. I do agree with Hawk, though. I, I, I personally feel it was uh, a lot. Uh, especially, I mean, Rocket is a lot to deal with, in my opinion. Um, John, I know you're not a big fan of Rocket, but how do you feel about him in this? Uh, he was alright. I, uh, I see what you guys were talking about when you were talking about how he was used. But, um, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of Rocket just because his concept, you know? But evil Han Solo. I felt like I felt like he was done right. You know, he was he was balanced enough to where you didn't get an overload, but it, you did like he did develop actually. 
I actually think that he was one of the better developed characters in this movie, Rocket. Alongside. Well, some people never develop. If we're talking about Gamora, for example, you know. I thought I, mean... I thought <laughs> uh, Yondu and Rocket definitely were uh, the more developed, in my opinion, in this. I believe they had uh, the, one of the, the better scenes in the movie. Myself. I don't know. I because Kurt Russell. I, Kurt Russell, any scene he was in, I felt was really good. Um, I think he just killed it as his role as the human form is if uh, as ego. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think he did a great job. He was uh, that perfect level of like I'm above you, but I'm trying to relate to you. Yeah, in his tone and uh, mannerism, he's a vet. Like he was benevolent. I think he's he's definitely one of the better he's one of the better Marvel villains to date. Like he he's like I said before, he's way better than I, I think than the first Guardians villain. I think it works I think it works a lot because he's introduced at the very beginning of the movie and he's with characters from the very beginning of the movie and I think that works. Yeah, cuz you don't know what his you kind of know his intent. You know he's bad, but you don't you want to sympathize with with him and Star-Lord in a way. We know he's think, morally gray. Like, we know he's morally gray. Until the part, you know, where he says he killed uh, Star-Lord's mom. And then we know that he's a crazy, he's a crazy bastard. I think uh, one one problem I did have is they, they beat him too quickly. Or too easily. Like, I don't feel like he actually does anything in terms yeah. of combat or fighting. Like, they put him to sleep, and they blow him up. That's, that's it. I, I, yeah. agree, I agree with you, John. Because, uh... That I think that does affect his overall lastingness on the series, and because it just feels like they used him to explain Star Lord when when you defeat someone that easily, I guess, if that makes sense. But it, he's one of the better Marvel villains in my opinion. But because of what you just explained, John, I feel like that also limits him, or kind of yeah, set, it, it just set, takes away. Yeah, it takes away from it too, but. Kurt Russell, I think, makes it one of makes it one of the better Marvel villains. How about those special effects when he was reforming? Did you guys get a, like uh, a Terminator that was, vibe? That's one of my favorite uh, scenes in the whole movie. That was phenomenal CGI when uh, he was walking towards him. He was reforming and the skeletons and the muscles and the eyeballs. I was like, this is so dope. Going back to Yondu, I I think my favorite comedic moment of and I laughed the hardest is when he was floating down and he goes, "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all." <laughs> that was pretty good. I I didn't expect it at all. <laughs> that was, it was probably um, my favorite comedic line in the movie. It was it was kind of ruined for me a little bit because everyone was posting about it on Twitter and they were just like, "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all," and they did the Photoshop of him in Mary Poppins gear and stuff like that. So I was oh, like, did I ruin that for you, Hawk? No, you didn't ruin it for me. It was just oh. like other other people did photoshops of Yondu and Mary Poppins gear. So, and I was like, "What? What's this?" And then I saw it, and then I understood. But it's and, still I, funny. It was one of yeah. the best, better. I think it might be one of the better lines. Of- I think one of the. Um, I mean, the the to go back to the villain. I. I mean, there were some parts that I liked in that last fight scene with him but it does seem kind of like like john was saying it does seem a little they beat him a little 
he doesn't do anything. Like if we're being honest, the uh, the sovereign do more than he does at all. Like yeah. they're the threat. Technically, a lot doesn't happen in this movie. It's almost like the it, I see a lot of uh, rem, remnants of Empire. I don't know about you guys. I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna wonder but if you guys thought you had. There's some. Felt it was like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, there's some elements where I thought it was uh, that uh, they take. I think he takes from Empire in a way. Like when he says he's his father, like when they split up, when the um, yeah, and like Star-Lord something bad happens at the beginning, getting actually kind of get they're expressing their love. It's unspoken, Mario. We don't talk about it. Unspoken, yeah. Unless they're dancing. How about um? Did you guys see any Easter eggs? Because I I the only Easter egg I really noticed what? Did you see Howard the Duck? I did see Howard the Duck, John's favorite uh Marvel character of you know, all time. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised by that, and I approved. Did you guys see the? <laughs> you guys saw the the OG uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? With um, Steve Spresso Stallone. Uh, well, that's one of the Bing, end credit scenes. We'll get there. Yeah, Bing Rhames and all that. Uh, Miley but, Cyrus, you get it. What did you think of the Watchers cameo? Because I, I actually like, I actually love that part. The Watchers it's, cameo. It's meta. Because I don't know if you guys heard the uh, the fan theory that Stan Lee is a Watcher in all the Marvel movies, but that's what that's what they're kind of playing on, and that's what Kevin Feige and James Gunn filmed it as to be like a meta meta fan theory humor thing and so they filmed it took it out and then they put it back in again John what uh you said something earlier about it what what do you what's your opinion I uh I I well I liked it I don't really like the 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 guardians I think they look ridiculous and they never really you know do a whole lot they just kind of watch you know watchers whatever You don't like watchers but, uh, John you don't like the watchers? I mean, they don't do a whole lot. You know, they just watch. Yeah, that's all they do. <laughs> but like, I do like. I I understand that. I do like that they established Stanley as one though, because that you know that kind of gives him a legacy where he's like, eternal, kinda, because that's what they suggest, which is good, because you know he's like what ninety four years old. He's uh he's up there. He's getting up there. You know he can't read anymore. His eyesight's that bad. Wow, I didn't know that. That's terrible. He can't read comic books anymore. There was another thing. I want, oh, the soundtrack. What did you guys think of the soundtrack? Because a lot of, like, the stuff that wasn't, like, this, the 70s or 80s style, like, music, the score actually sounded more like a Marvel, or, I mean, well, yeah, it was Marvel, but um, Avengers, and it sounds kind of like Iron Man. It just It sounded like everything I heard before, in a way. It seems like Marvel now has a generic soundtrack. To me, do you? Do you I don't guys... even. I don't even notice it like anymore. I don't even pay attention. So that's that's probably you know, along the lines of what you're talking about. It's because it's just the same to me. But I um, are we talking about the the soundtrack like the '80s and '70s music, or are we talking about the score? The score. I actually, I actually wrote a note about that. That I think the score was getting me hype at sometimes because it sounds. I don't know if you guys it it in like the last couple 30 minutes they play it like three times and it sounds a little bit like an inverted version of the avengers theme and i was getting hyped because i was like this sounds like the avengers theme but at the same time it's its own theme for the guardians i actually 
kind of enjoy the Guardian State. I, well, that I guess goes with me. I guess uh, that I, all of this it kind of sounds like Marvel's just kind of doing the same score in a way. Because for John, I mean, do they do they need to do anything different? I, I I feel like it has to sound different at least. Everything has to have its own tone, and that's what I respect this movie because uh, visually and plot wise, it it it's way different than what marvel has done but soundtrack wise it it i guess it is the same i only liked a couple of the 80s and 70s and 90s and the 80s and 70s songs that were on the soundtrack really there were only a couple that i really really thought flowed well with the movie yeah there was uh like it, it worked with the beginning um it what was another scene that had to meet uh, the slow motion? There's a lot of slow motion in this movie. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Um, slow motion galore, but it's a new thing. Everybody it, loves it. Everybody Everyone loves, loves slow it. Motion. Everyone. It, it, the one where he was zipping the arrow through the ship. Uh, I thought that was uh, that was phenomenal. That was yeah, good. The, so- the song with that was pretty dope. When uh, Chris Pratt fights back against uh, Ego and the chain by Fleetwood Mac song, which is easily one of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. I got pretty hyped for that. John, is there any specific songs that you like? Or scenes no, with music? No, I don't music? remember any specific. I don't, I don't really pay attention to that as much. John doesn't like, like the, music. The music. We know this. Choice. What, was some of your, uh, what was some of your favorite scenes, though, John? Well, I... I don't. I want to talk about something else first. Okay. Do before it. we get there. Uh. So the Yondu death scene. Yeah. Did you guys did it? Did it feel like really like really bad effects? Did you guys notice that? Because like I could clearly tell like how exactly they set that up to film it. Like it didn't look like they were actually in space. Huh. At all. Like if you go back and watch it, just look at the space around them. Like it doesn't look believable at all. You know, there was something off about that scene, and I think that's, I noticed it that's immediately. What it that's what it is. I was probably, like, um, I think I know what you're talking about. It was a little off for me, but I was... Like, as soon as they go up to the planet, like, they actually are out of the planet, they actually get in space, he puts a spacesuit on, like, just this, the, the CGI bubble around Chris Pratt and then Yondu next to him. Like, it just does not look believable that they're actually in space. And I don't know if it's because of how much they had going on right there, but it just looks like they're like lying on like a black or like like a black floor or something. Did it take you out of that moment? It did. Like it really, it really did. And I, I thought that was one of like the best scenes of the movies. You know, when he was sacrificing himself or whatever. But that made it lackluster. It just kind of ruined it at the end there. Luckily, it was the end of it. But still, <laughs> it did look a little. It did look a little goofy when they zoomed in on Chris Pratt for sure when he got the bubble the bubble field or whatever it was. Uh, but I personally didn't really notice it. I did like that he sacrificed himself. I thought that was pretty cool or uh, very different because, you know, someone it, died. It's like the first one. I mean, I knew it was going to happen because it was spoiled for me, but... Damn! Uh, yeah, I did uh, Did like it. I think it might, it, might, it, happened. it might be one of the most meaningful MCU deaths so far. I mean, Quicksilver was all right, but I think this one hits a little bit more hard, harder. 
I honestly forgot Quicksilver died, so I don't even think it was alright. That's what I'm here to remind you of. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to... What, what was I gonna? What was I asking you? Oh, what your favorite, favorite scenes. scenes were? I uh, I did. I really liked the the planet imagery. That was great. Um, I liked that we saw his face because I sent that picture out, you know, of the planet and his, you know, it mean was, mug and face. It was I, pretty uh, legit. I liked that. I think that was that a, was, that was uh, a great that shot. Was good. Um, I liked the planet where uh, Yondu was, and uh. Like when they come and get him, and Stallone makes his appearance. That was, oh, like you heard him in the background. Planet. Did you guys hear him in the background before Sylvester Stallone came into view? Yeah, that was so great. I also uh, really like the Sovereign. I really like those uh, their concept, mm -hmm. and I'm glad that they're included. And the uh, the Queen's supposedly important, so hopefully, you know, she uh, she's back for not the, the Queen. She's back for the third movie. Yeah, well, hopefully, she's uh, you know expanded upon greatly because I, I really like that. Yeah, um, I did like them. I thought the video game stuff was a little too much because they, they did too much of it, in my opinion. Like them shooting in the ships, the drone ships or whatever. It was, well, that's how they fight. Well, it was cool at first, but then like the first scene they did it, and then uh, I feel like they went back to it too many times. Because they, they did it like a second or third time, didn't they? Or something. They do, the but they end. don't do it as a uh, like a, a focus on them doing it. Like you only get that one guy where everybody's like around him that one time. After that, you just get their reactions to them getting blown. You do hear the the game sounds, though, like the arcade game sounds. Well, I mean, they're flying drones around. It's gotta make noise. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you want it to make? What, what kind of what kind of noises do you want that to make? Do you want it to make a uh, a slow whir that, or like a whistle that just is constant? I don't know. I guess that's uh, space video games. So, like, you know, I don't know. I just felt like it. It could have been neat, like to hear it, and then, like, every time they went back to it, it just I was like, okay, we get it. You know, this is supposed to be funny, type of thing. Supposed to be. Uh, for gamers to be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. I'm a gamer. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think the original concept is just to do that. It's they're, you know, they they regard themselves as perfect. They don't want to ruin themselves. You're right. They're not gonna actually go fight. They're not gonna get in ships. They're not gonna do that. They genetically alter themselves, so I'm, they're like perfect. No, I'm not saying them using drone ships is bad. I. I'm saying the the video game sounds and then playing it but, off as okay. a video game so too much. Okay, so if you establish that they make that noise once, but then you want to go back to that scene where everybody's still fighting, but people are blowing up and reacting, don't you have to have those sounds? That's my, that's my point. Like, you can't just ignore it. Then it's like a continuity thing. Like, they're not making those sounds anymore? Are they in, like, a, a bubble with no sound? Well, James Gunn set himself up for me to be annoyed, so whatever. <laughs> whatever. What's some scenes that you liked, Mario? Uh, I liked when he was forming himself back together. I liked when he was explaining to Chris Pratt his his life uh, ego. I'm talking about. I like. I I mostly liked Kurt Russell's scene. Uh, Sylvester Stallone scene I thought was really terrible acting. Uh, 
a lot of the acting, it seems like they straight up were just like one take, and they're like, okay, boom, we're good. One take, boom, we're good. Or that's probably what it it was with Stallone. It cost like a billion dollars just getting autographed. Yeah, was that's it like two fifty at Comic Con? Like three hundred bucks, yeah. What? Yeah, imagine if you need him for that much in a movie, but he's not the main role. You got to pay him a lot of money. Another thing I I uh, really enjoyed was uh, I actually liked the opening. It did carry on too long. It could have been kind of quick, quicker, I guess. I liked the rocket set the traps for uh, the, the Ravengers, right? Ravengers. Yes. Um, I liked that. I, I didn't like them bouncing up and down in the forest. I thought that was a little cartoony, but, I mean, I, I guess I can't complain because if I saw it in a cartoon, I wouldn't be upset. But here it just felt a little too silly. But I guess it makes sense with Marvel. I don't know. I, I, I personally didn't it, really. It felt like they were ridiculous, but then all those people feel ridiculous anyway. So I do, it doesn't really bother me, but I could see what you mean. Taser face. Taser face. <laughs> Apparently he he uh, he's a real character in the comic series. He is. He's actually. I hope he's not dead. He's the but first he looks villain. Different. He's the first villain for Guardians of the Galaxy. I hope I hope he like actually shoots lasers at his face. No, he's dead. No, he'll be back. Yeah, he's dead. No, he's no, dead. He'll be back. Oh, he's Yondu dead. Yondu will be back too. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Kingsman, okay? Main characters come back for no reason. Yeah, right. Um, there was, what was the other one I described? I said it earlier that I liked. I guess it was mostly the ego stuff, and I really enjoyed. Um, that trap scene. Uh, what else did I say? I said uh, opening sequence. There was another part I liked. Um, well, actually, yeah, you're right because not a lot of happened. They went to that planet. Uh, what rocket rocket got captured? Oh, I did think it was funny when Groot kept bringing back all the different things, especially the table. That's John's favorite part, also. <laughs> <laughs> What part? <laughs> when Groot keeps bringing all the different things they don't want. <laughs> all right. Okay. Not see. It was. It there was a. It happened a few few too many times for me, but that was okay because that 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 at least made sense. It wasn't like pushed in your face like they needed him to get out of there, and I already knew you knew it was coming from a mile away, so at least it was set up. Baby Groot will melt your heart. No. Anything that was from the trailer that people laughed at, I was like, did you guys, like, how many of you did not watch the trailer? <laughs> Look, a lot of people don't watch them. I, or they don't I pay guess. attention to them. Nick Kenoki doesn't watch them. That's why Nick Kenoki loves es it. Especially with, like, big budget movies like this, people are already going to go see them. They don't need to, you know, watch trailers. They don't care about it that much. Yeah, right. Especially, like, your average movie viewer, like, not a comic fan. I bet you they see the first trailer, care. and then they're like, yep, going to see that. And then they just wait for it to come out. I mean, that's it. Like, I'll be honest, I haven't even seen the last two Wonder Woman trailers because, you know, I haven't really, I'm, I know I'm going to see it. Oh my goodness, they're fantastic. And Wonder Woman's like your fave, so you, you don't want to, like, ruin a movie that's about your fave. Get your expectations it's, too high. It's just not that important to me to see the trailers, I don't know, but 
I feel like people that don't even care at all, you know, aren't going to go out of their way to go watch it on the internet. If they see it, they see it. If not, oh well. I guess, uh, I just thought Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell was just my favorite part. And the best actor I thought out of the whole bunch of the Guardians, even better than Chris Pratt, I thought was Dave Bautista. Even though I didn't like a lot of his jokes and I thought they were really immature, uh, I did think he got me at some parts. I, I don't exactly remember, but he, he was definitely, I thought, a better actor than most of the, besides Rocket, uh, Rocket's voiceover, which is always, which is always good. It's just annoying. I, um, I think, um, Drax has the best line and the worst line in the, the whole, the one about, you know, family and then the one about poop. It's it's pretty great how he has the best horse lines. The only other thing I want, or Chris Rock, what's some of your favorite your favorite scenes? You haven't said anything yet. I just kind of lingered on. I um I loved every single scene with Drax and Mantis because I thought they were just a great pair. Oh, and they're I definitely teasing that. <laughs> no, she's too ugly for him. Remember. Not on the inside. <laughs> well, she, he, well, he likes women. He likes women with feet on her bones. He even almost started to puke when he visualized it. So, look, he, <laughs> he, he can learn to love. Yeah, I um, I think one of the funniest scenes, one, two of the funniest scenes for me was when Fruit uh, he spit up after the uh, jump scene, and it's funny because, um, Evelyn, my my daughter. She spits up. She spits up exactly like that. It's not even like projectile. It just dribbles down her neck and her chin, and it's it's probably the funniest thing in the world. And they they spit up for no reason. And then Fruit doing it, I I could not stop laughing. And my other funniest part was the uh, when Yondu and Rocket are doing the seven hundred jumps to Ego. I thought that was the funniest part of the movie. So I guess um, the only thing I the only other thing I wanted to mention was how I felt. Uh, it felt just like uh, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Surfer, because I think it, I think it's infinitely gonna, better that I I think I'm gonna call out some I'm gonna call out some hypocrites, okay? Because there's some mass hate for the first Fantastic Four movie in Rise of the Silver Surfer, and a lot of the more recent Marvel movies seem to fall under the same uh, flavor or the same tone or feel of those movies, and it's almost the same uh attitude or i guess i could say it is it, it just all fe- it feels like those movies to me it's it those movies had comedy those movies um almost felt like doctor strange felt like uh ant-man in a way in some aspects even though ant-man i felt was uh different um it felt like iron man Two Iron Man three. I don't know. I just I feel like uh, Captain America one. I just feel like a lo- those movies could fit in this MCU, in my opinion. No, they can't. Chris Evans couldn't play two characters. He could. Multiverse. He could. He could do it. Battle world, John. Oh my God. Um, and another thing I wanted to bring up is the Daredevil playground fight because, in my opinion, everyone says how corny that is. There are some the corniness. Best, that's the best. That's the best fight scene in the Daredevil movie. Are you kidding me? 
I have no idea what you're talking about. I've yet to see it. The Electro Nochos and the and the Ben Affleck fight scene in the playground. <laughs> oh, are we talking old Daredevil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Old Daredevil. Oh, no, I don't remember that, but I, I have seen that movie. You know who like Foggy... It's, it's so Foggy Nelson. Foggy Nelson is played by uh, John Favreau, who directed Iron Man 1. See? So Daredevil, Daredevil could fit in the MCU, okay? I'm I don't think... Saying. I don't think... I don't I think did, Ben Affleck Daredevil could fit in. No, that's no. What were you gonna bring I up just, about I the playground like fight scene? A lot of corny stuff. It... Oh my god, you sounded a little uh, off there. What are you gonna say? I said, uh, what were you gonna say about the playground fight scene? I was just gonna say how people think it's corny, and then how there's a lot of like immature and cor- corniness in this movie. And uh, any, it's like Marvel can't do any wrong. People don't see corny and corniness in Marvel, but I feel like a lot of what, a lot of what happened in this and uh, some other Marvel movies I've seen are equally as corny as that that playground fight scene. See, I don't I don't know if I've ever heard anyone complain about the corniness in Marvel movies. I don't I don't think people will. I I think they uh you know. I, I do agree with Mario's point there that, you know, they're infallible. That's because they are. Duh. No, they're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so let's do, uh, so John's going to head out. So let's, let's do, yeah, let's do uh, final summary grades real quick. Uh, John, you go first since you got a dip. Yeah, uh, no problem. I'll uh, give this a solid Nikonoki 8. Ooh! I, uh, I thought it was good. I'm not gonna do no point fives, but I, I think it was better than a a seven point five, but You are forever hating on me for that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I do point fives. I'm just saying I don't do like in betweens. I would say it's in between seven point five and an eight, but more towards the eight category. So I'll I'll give it an eight out of ten. Simplify it, go to eight. Yeah. Alright, John, we'll talk to you later, man. All right, well, uh, you guys, uh, you guys talk about those topics I gave you. I'm sure I'll, uh, oh, I, I'll love to hear I those lo- opinions. I love those ones. <laughs> <laughs> make sure, make sure you send me, uh, make sure you send me that uh, audio file. Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Hawk, what's your uh, final summing grade on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? So, when I was watching this movie first, I felt that. It wasn't hitting me that I was going to enjoy this movie. It was very exposition heavy. It was very tell, tell, tell. Not a lot of show, show, show. They were just, they were just talking. And it was a lot of stuff that we already learned from the first movie. So I was, get, I was actually bored for most of the first act in, or so. And it didn't even pick up until we got to Ego. It was where I was like, okay, I'm loving the weirdness of this movie. When I'm talking about the weirdness, I'm loving the weirdness. I'm loving everything that's coming in, this is when I started to like this movie a lot. So Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has a lot of themes in it, and I one of the themes I definitely felt was not a lot of themes, not a lot of things actually happened in this movie. So what it felt to me, it was all character growth, and that's all it was. So this is one of the movies of my similarity Rubicon is Breakfast Club. Now, I am not the biggest fan of Breakfast Club, because it's nowhere near one of my favorite teen movies. That's super bad. We'll get into that later. But in Breakfast Club, everyone everyone grows in Breakfast Club, and nothing really else happens other than character growth. 
that's what I feel like happens in Guardians. Nothing really happens that's Im- that's of importance. What's really important that. what's really important is the trials and the arcs of these characters. Yondu fully realizing that he really truly loved Chris Pratt, uh Star-Lord and knowing that sacrifice is the greatest thing. Gamora realizing that, you know, she should have treated her sister Nebula better and Nebula realizing that, you know, they were raised wrong and it was there it was the reason like he sh- she shouldn't be mad at Gamora because she beat him all the time. She should be mad at Thanos because Thanos made them fight. And then you have Rocket, which is his isolation and loneliness, is eating at him all the time, and he doesn't want anyone to get close. And then you have him bond with Yondu and uh, Star Lord. And then you have Groot, who is growing. I, I Groot, Groot, <laughs> Groot's Groot. But then you have Drax, and he's he's opening up more. And that's one of the movies I picked. And then I really had an Empire Strikes Back vibe from this movie. Yeah. I think you brought it up, Mario, but I really felt empire-y in this movie. Like, it's, this movie isn't all happy. There's, there's some dour stuff that happens in this movie. Like, Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, loses his dad, his mom, and his surrogate dad in two movies. And that's just, that's just craziness. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's, that's mentally scarring. Drax brings up his, his past, and then you have Gamora, and then you have Nebula and their past, and then you have Rocket's past. Everyone's past is evil, is uh, is dark, and that's why I feel like Empire Strikes Back and Guardians of the Galaxy Two are very similar because they're just they're dark, they're dour, and also on the theme of family, we have the Fast and the Furious movies because that's basically all they've turned into now. This giant family, <laughs> that's, that's basically what they turn into. This giant, it's all about family. Ohana means family thing. That's all Fast and Furious is now. It's all about family. And that's when Drax said the line that, yeah, he's not my friend. He's, he's family. I thought that was, it epitomized the entire movie right there. It's, it's the Guardians have become not just friends now. They haven't just become, become allies. They've become a family. A dysfunctional family. And that gets me to my last movie. And that's the Adams Family. So, if I, I'm, I don't know if you guys are familiar the Adams Family, Mario. Have you seen all the Adams Family movie? Yeah. So everyone is very weird and unorthodox in the Adams Family, and sometimes it's weird that they're even together. Like, why do they even love each other? And it's all because they're weird. And I, that's yeah. one of the main things I got from Guardians of the Galaxy. They're all weird. Which brings me back to the whole point of this movie. This movie is weird. And that's what <laughs> I have. <laughs> this, so I definitely enjoyed this movie. It just took a while for me to get into it. And the movies I compared it to was The Breakfast Club, Empire Strikes Back, Adam's Family, and The Fast and the Furious movie. So if you love the themes from all those movies, you're gonna enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's a lot I think it's I think Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is funnier than all those movies. And it takes from each of them. And that's Do you my... think Do you think it's one of the strongest of the Marvel movies, or do you still are 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 you just too uh like you don't know what to think of it still. I really don't know what to think of it because it's it's weird, and I think that's the best thing about it. That's what I want more from Cosmic Marvel. That's what I want to see next from Doctor Strange, and that's what I'm hoping Thor Ragnarok is all about—the strangeness. And I'm gonna bring it up when we do Thor Ragnarok if it's weird weird enough. All right, so uh, I love- 
so I liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, I think I'm probably lesser on it than you guys. Um, I definitely, uh, I think I pretty much went over what I didn't like. Uh, I was gonna give it a seven, but you know, there, it, I kind of liked a lot of the like. The more I thought about it, the concept of a couple scenes, um, especially him trying the the last time he's trying to convince Star Lord to join him and him reforming. I really liked that scene. I really liked the plot line with Nebula. And Gamora, even though I didn't think their whole chemistry worked out as actresses, um, Drax to me or Batista definitely was more into his role than I feel like anyone else was. And you know, I agree. Best, I definitely agree. The best comedic line of the whole movie is, you know, "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all." And what? Am I, how about when? Uh, not to interrupt you, but how about when Drax said, "I thought Yondu was your dad." <laughs> yeah <laughs> we don't look anything alike <laughs> and he was, was actually kind of right he was actually right yeah but you know there are some things that i was down on like uh a lot of the jokes in the movie um there's a lot of dialogue i thought was really too simplified too too like dolled down uh where i thought it was bad uh there was um I uh, I don't know what else to go over. I thought a lot of the post credit scenes were pointless. It, I yeah, mean, the only I, one that I, really meant anything was teasing Adam Warlock, which I'm so glad they got that. that they got they got it out in the air, so just people would just shut up about it because that's really anyone complained about. Like they're like, "What about Adam Warlock? When are we gonna see Adam Warlock?" Because I don't know if I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. read a lot of the, the Infinity Gauntlet, but Adam Warlock is pretty essential to the Infinity War in the comics and to the infinity gauntlet he's like the keeper of the stones and the gauntlet so thanos uses him well thanos and him interact a lot oh, okay so maybe we'll get some of that hopefully i so i hear I that I adam warlock is not gonna be in the infinity war oh well that's, that's weird yeah. we'll see it's but uh overall i have to say i probably give it a 7.5 out of 10 in my you opinion. That's what I thought I, you were going to give it. I mean, like, I mean, it's a positive grade. It's, it's, I mean, I think a six is a positive grade, but it's definitely enjoyable. It's definitely fun, but it didn't have the same feel as seeing the first one for the first time, in my opinion. It's a good sequel from it. It just, I don't, in my opinion, I don't know where Marvel's going. I I don't know. They're easy, they're going to uh, Infinity War. That's what they're doing. I know that, but it's like here. I liked how it was its own thing. Like you were saying, it's a compliment, but it's also a complaint because this didn't really tease I think anything. That's what, I think that's what you have to do, though, because yeah. you know how in the six one six, whatever. I'm just gonna call it Earth World. They have so many movies to flesh out the characters. Guardians of the Galaxy only has two movies. They have to. That's why I think it fits that they went full character development to Guardians of the Galaxy instead yeah. of because you don't have anything else. So, uh, John gave it a solid eight out of ten. I gave Guardians Volume Two a uh, seven point five out of ten, and Chris Hawk compared it to uh, some family like uh, rem- um, family 
bonding or family building between total strangers as Fantastic or Fast and Furious, my bad. Um, Fantastic Four, I thought it was compared to, <laughs> but uh, that'd be my Rubicon. Get out of um, here. Breakfast Club, Empire Strikes Back, Adam's Family, and Fast and Furious. There's a lot of uh, Empire Strikes Back elements. I agree. We talked about some of those. Um, Chris Hawk also said character development like uh, Breakfast Club. And what was the other one? Uh, Adam's Family. Adam's Family because it's a weird. Weird. So Let's get that, weird. That's, that's our take of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, if you guys have any opinions or different opinions, definitely contact us on Facebook at Cinema7. Definitely talk to us on uh, Twitter at cinema seven underscore podcast and we like to hear your opinions too because um you know we're we're basically your friends i'm sure you have friends that have the same opinions as us we not everybody in your group is going to be the same as you and uh you you probably have the same opinions as some of our friends so it's like we're friends um so definitely you you know do you want to talk about the stuff that uh John wanted to talk about real fast. Yeah, so uh, this is going a little backwards here. We, but uh, we're gonna get into some news. News, 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 news. So, uh, some things we want to talk about. I don't know if you wanted to get into some of the trailers or or not. Yeah, you wanted to bring let's, some up, so a, maybe we'll get into let's that. Do a, let's do a quick take of the trailers real fast. You want to talk okay. about Dun- Dunkirk yeah, real quick. fast? Dunkirk. Um, I kind of like the new the new trailer, but it looks like not a lot's gonna happen in the movie. How do you? <laughs> So you're Tom Hardy, and Christopher Nolan likes you. You're in two of his movies. But you got to wear a mask for all the movies you do for Christopher Nolan. How do you feel? <laughs> uh, you just you just say, <laughs> the beach is yours. The beach. Get to the beach. The beach is I, uh, yours. I think the best part about this trailer is that it's tense. And then it's 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 really in your face because the I think the adding of a ticking clock in the background just makes this a whole crazy tense trailer. Yeah, like I said, I I thought the trailer was I agree it's the it was tense and I liked the trailer. It definitely hyped the movie up for me for a movie I didn't really care about seeing, but it it doesn't look like a lot is going to happen in the movie. It looks like it's going to be very slow paced, which I'm fine. I like slow paced movies and stuff and storytelling. But I don't know if I'm excited to see this movie. I uh, I'm pretty excited about it because I I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan. What was uh, uh Wonder Woman? That's right, Wonder Woman. I I I dig the new. I digged all the Wonder Woman trailers. I dig this one. Um, I'm pretty excited. I hope my expectations aren't too high. But uh, that's just a quick summary of what I think of the Wonder Woman trailer. I, I think it's it's definitely cool that they're now they waited till Guardians hype was over after the weekend and they're like boom full fledge promote Wonder Woman. I um I definitely agree with you. This, this the last trailer I saw got me super hyped. I didn't expect this much this much great action. They showed it was just an all action trailer and i was just i was like this is gonna be amazing you already can tell the chemistry between uh chris pine and uh gal got it just looks good and you have the themiscara which i always is one of my favorite parts of uh wonder woman's past and all that i i love i just love all this stuff about Wonder. it's this looks great uh, I'm gonna go see it. So, and I, I, I think, 
I think by the look of it, I think John will. Well, John, I don't know what John's going to think. He's it, it. John has a random opinion in some extents to uh, a lot of things. But uh, especially Guardians, like I, I didn't think he would like it as much as he did. But I mean, our grades weren't too far off. It was just by point uh, fives. Um, That's all the difference. Yeah. Right. I I just I just I hope one last thing I hope this movie works I hope yeah. DC finally gets a hit I hope this movie makes more money than Batman v Superman I hope I hope this is like the best should I slow down you hear me now yeah probably so <laughs> yeah I can hear you <laughs> okay so I hope this movie is just the best female empowerment empowerment movie of all time because if there's one thing Chris Hawk loves it's females kick ass and they're doing it for a reason and I and that I mean one of my favorite movies is Kill Bill so I just hope this movie does very well I'm hoping for a DC success I am too and uh there was a what else was I gonna say I totally forgot I hope nobody hears that those my phone going off in the background but uh Ding, ding, that's your butler. Ding, ding, that's your butler. I think that scene they released with her and Chris Pat in the alleyway, the little fight that they showed, uh, like me and you were saying in the, in our group text, it definitely looks like they have a good dynamic. Oh, yeah, I love it. Steve Trainer is, uh, I believe that's his name. Trevor. He's a, Steve Trevor, he, he's great in uh, Justice, League, uh, Justice League when they go back in time because of Vandal Savage and... He is easily one of the better parts of those episodes. What was the other trailer you wanted to talk about? Blade Runner 20, 2049. So if you oh. haven't seen if you haven't seen the other Blade Runner 2048s, then don't worry because there's only two Blade Runner. Don't worry. Don't worry. There's only two Blade Runner movies. <laughs> I uh quick summary, I guess, of uh, Blade Runner trailer. Uh I liked it. Uh seeing Batista in this is kinda cool. Um He looks like an old professor. I like the little tease of the Promethean from Prometheus uh body in the glass case that was pretty cool. Uh Jared Leto looks like he could be expanding as a villain or could from, you know, Suicide Squad cuz he was all right as a Joker. He wasn't he was he was alright. Um <laughs> But him and his deleted scenes of Suicide Squad are absolutely terrible. Uh but in this he, he looks like he could be pretty good. I, it looks like they're going to take care of the series or the first the original so, uh, I just have to watch the first one in full that I haven't really ever done because I fall asleep through it, but it always intrigues me and I always try. So I'm going to have to really sit through it before I see this movie. So I've been squirming in my seat waiting you to finish because Chris Hawk loves Blade Runner and I, and I loved everything about Blade Runner 2049 trailer. I just think... That it, it's going to improve upon the original. And I think it's going to do that in, because it's just, there's so many, there's so much talent. And so much talent from the director, the cinematographer, the actors, the actresses, the, the, uh, the special effects. It just, it looks like it's going to be my movie of the year. We'll see when we get there, right? Yeah. It definitely is a good trailer, though, for sure. 
Um, I guess the other thing we can talk, we can mention is uh, Deadpool adult cartoon being or animated movie. Uh, By your favorite person of all time, including my favorite person of all time, Donald <laughs> Glover. So this is going to be great. Um, it's it's going to be animated by the same people who do the Archer series. So I think Are that's going to be yeah, it's going to be kind of funny. I think it's going to be more funny than okay. <laughs> okay, now you got two things that everyone freaking loves. You got Deadpool. Everyone <laughs> freaking loves Deadpool, and you got the Archer comic that or cartoon that everyone already freaking loved. Um, so it's it's already loved. Everyone's already going to love it. This is the uh, trifecta. I, it's, it's, it's got Donald Glover, it's got Deadpool, yeah. and it's got the animator from Archer. So, I mean, this is the Trinity. It's the Trinity. I don't care for Donald Glover. I don't, I, I mean, I might be the only one on the planet, but, uh, you are, and... you are, you are definitely <laughs> the only one on the, on the entire planet, Mario. And for, um, Deadpool, I just don't care about Deadpool. Even though I thought it was a good, the movie was good because it was a good rendition. Or it was a good movie rendition for Deadpool. I'm just not a Deadpool fan, so I don't care. Touche. Uh, I, I, I'm a... not gonna lie. I uh, honestly don't care either. Really? Yeah, I don't care. Deadpool so is next... my least. It's one of my <laughs> least, my least favorite Marvel characters. Uh, another piece of news is uh, Judge Dredd TV series was announced that they're going to start uh, pre-production working on putting it together but uh i guess it's definitely gonna going to be a thing it's i think i believe it's going to be animated also really i believe so hmm. I don't and i feel think about that i think if it's drawn like the comics or the comic i don't know but i, I just good. want i just want carl urban to voice the judge judge dread yeah he was perfect i love that movie I haven't watched it in a while, but it's it's a pretty good Dread movie. Um, and the last piece of news I think we'll mention and talk about is uh, Hellboy is getting a reboot, and the guy from Stranger Things, Detective Hopper, is David going Halber. to David David what? Halber. Is that his real name? Yeah, David Halbor or something like that. Oh, uh, what's his character? I thought the character's name in the show's Hopper. You're Isn't right. It? Okay, I'm talking okay. about his his real name. Um, but he's going to play Deadpool apparently, and oh, and you mean Hellboy? Hellboy, Hellboy. What did I say? Dead, Deadpool. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for a person who doesn't care about Deadpool, God, he's on my mind. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, a lot of a lot of people are feel? confused about this. I can I can see that. How do you feel? Well, it depends. I I definitely the first well the first Hellboy movie is has a special place in my heart because it's just it's just so different from all the other superhero movies. And it was what two thousand four I believe it came out, and it was just right before the onslaught of all the other superhero movies. And it's just it's I think I consider it a classic. The second one was okay, but I think what's happening here is that the author of Hellboy, Mike Magnolia. I think I'm pronouncing his last name correct. He has, I don't think he ever liked the adaptations of those first two movies because in the comic book, which I've read quite a bit of, Hellboy is a, it's a lot more serious and solemn 
Abe doesn't have that psychic power. There's no romantic relationship between Liz and Hellboy, which I think is actually better. And it's and it's just it's more horror than anything else. So I think that's what they're gonna do with this, which makes me definitely excited but cautious because I think there's gonna be a backlash when this yeah, they want it's, it's going to be hard to top that first movie, even though if even if it is more like the comic book, because the art style even seem it fits the horror theme and it fits the more grittier uh, theme. And um, my opinion I've... is if a comic book, the comic books art has to complement what the story is portraying. And obviously that's uh, opinionated. Um, you can debate that. But uh, Hellboy's art definitely, I think, fits Hellboy and it's. And it's phenomenal, but I I agree. I I, lo- I love the first movie, even even with its uh, uh forms of quirkiness with its jokes and and the love story. Uh, I, overall, it's just a really good uh film, and um I used to watch it every now and then when I was younger. It's um, so good. Uh, it's so good. The second one I didn't see at all until like a few years like maybe a couple of years ago but it was all right um i didn't it definitely not as good as the the first one but i definitely got the sense it it almost is like uh guardians of the galaxy volume 2 to guardians of the galaxy volume 1 in a lot of ways but it could probably fit in the mcu yeah i, I wish i we don't always wish and i i would do have to back you up that i the art for Hellboy in the comic book is just, it's very unique. And it's almost, I don't know how to describe the art. It's like almost blocky. Yeah. Kind of blocky. You know how, like, there's a sharpness to all the characters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's always a, there's points. And it's, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's not perfect. And I think that's uh, one of the best the best things about the comics. And shit can get weird in the comic book. So I hope they go balls out. I just can't wait to see Ape Saping again. He's one of my favorite uh, comic book side characters. He's the best. Or sidekicks or whatever. Partner. They're partners. Cause, uh, he has his own series. They do. They have. There's like, there's like four different series. There's Hellboy. And he kind of works alone sometimes, but then he also works with the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Development, which have their own comic. And then you have um, Lobster Johnson. You know, Lobster and, Johnson. <laughs> and, and then you have Abe Sapien. And then there's a couple more. But I those love Lobster all, Johnson. All those stories are just great. I love the mythology and the pathos that Mike Magnolia brings to all of those stories it's every it's like every single mythology like vampires demons and angels and norse mythology and cthulhu mythology the uh, yeah it's just it's all of that stuff and it's it's just fantastic so it's got a lot to live up to that's all i'm gonna say um i don't think there's much for us else to uh discuss um there's not i think we covered everything really uh um I guess we can sign off. I think this is a successful first uh Skype thing. Um us recording we hope our so. own audio is uh We hope so. Yeah, just make sure you uh you know 
save that and send it to me in in uh, email. Okay, but, uh, I'm gonna need your email. Don't do it over yeah, yet. Yeah, I'll give it to you. So we're cinema we're cinema seven. Um, you can look us up like I said earlier on Facebook. Uh, look us up on Twitter at cinema seven underscore podcast or cinema seven underscore podcast. My bad. I don't know if, if I. I I have migraines right now, so it's like I'm slow yes. thinking or whatever. But um, if you listen to us on SoundCloud, definitely hit like and uh, reshare it if you uh, really liked it. Um, if you liked us, or if you have an, um some feedback you want to give us, or if you didn't like us in any way or whatever, uh, definitely rate us on iTunes because that will help us out. That will help us improve. That will help um us in any shape. Uh size or form or whatever the saying is because if it we're bad you know we can also we can improve um if you liked us that would also help us get more out there um and even if you have like actually good constructive uh feedback you know that that would also be very helpful and really appreciative so definitely rate us from one to five stars on itunes and uh give us a a actual like review on there and we we'd be very appreciative of that we express that every episode. Um, is this is this going to be up before Saturday? Yes, it's probably going to. I'm pro- I'm going to probably work on it uh, tonight and tomorrow, or or it'd be up tonight, hopefully. So you, are, if you are a listener and you are in the Tidewater area, me, Mario, and John are going to be Tidewater Comic Con this Saturday, and Mario and John are going to be there this Sunday, and you should look for us. Say hi. I'm going to be cosplaying as Marty McFly from Back to the Future. Oh snap! Yeah, I wanted to. I was so I was so dead set on cosplaying, and I wanted to be Obi Wan. I was gonna. I just didn't have the money to buy the costume, and I was gonna buy a special lightsaber. And even though I hate things going near my eyeballs, I was gonna get like contacts <laughs> and be uh, Dark Side Sith Lord Obi Wan. Oh I, my gosh! I even grew my beard out and everything. I was gonna do it, but you know. If you go online, there's like cheap ways to make Jedi outfits, and it's like you put pants over your shoulders and have a belt <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> I ain't gonna do all serious. that. You but yeah, we're gonna it. be at <laughs> we're gonna be at Tidewater Comic Con. Um, I'm not putting pants over my shoulders, so don't expect that. Uh, we're excited. It's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, I'm definitely Hawk's gonna be there with us Saturday, and we're definitely gonna be there Sunday. We're gonna hand out stickers. So, you know, just to help promote ourselves, but, and they're pretty cool. So you can put them on your card and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to be there and it's going to be fun. We're going to see some of our friends, hopefully maybe people like Carrington or, uh, some people I bet we've, you, we've known. Oh, I guarantee Carrington's going to be there. Oh, hopefully. And we're going to, we're going to tag him in this post cause we gave him a shout out here at the end. Carrington Grant, wherever you are, we love you, bud. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, what's the next thing we're doing next week? We should probably mention that. Or this week, maybe. Uh, um, we can do Split. Anything? We can do Split tomorrow. We could talk about Split. We could talk about, uh, we can, we could do another Take Two. Uh, we're, we're still, we might do The Matrix, actually. We could do that. We could do Take Two on The Matrix this week. There is no spoon. <laughs> we'll see. Um. Like I said, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter and definitely review us. Uh, Chris Hawk, if you want to give us the send-off. Take it away, Chris Hawk. So, uh, 
at Cinema 7, we want to thank you always for watching with us. We want to thank you for listening with us. And we want to thank you for exploring with us. Thank you.